good? What's good? Greetings once again. This is Krill from Out the Box. Out the Box Talks. I am back for another episode of season four. This is episode 102. Man, it feels good to be talking about shows in the 100 range, man. So as you guys know, I, I, re, I started season four last week and uh, we had the interview with uh, Brother S out of Canada. So uh, big ups to everyone who has checked out that interview so far. You know, it's been doing pretty good on the platform. So thank y'all, man. And um, as always, you know, I have a dope guest that uh, I bring to the platform. Today, actually, I have a number of guests. So it's not just one person that I'm spotlighting. But uh, I have this these group of uh, individuals here to talk about one particular project, you know, that they have collaborated on. So I'm really excited to talk about this project. But before we get into who our guests are for the show, I do want to shout a few things out in relation to Out the Box. As you know, our website, our new music blog site is outtheboxmedia.com. This is where you can get access to brand new creative and conscious hip hop that's being released on a daily basis, on a regular basis. You know, for those that have been checking me, checking for me for years, you know, Out The Box has somewhat been a a music blog in the past, but this year I decided to really go hard and stay consistent with the post. So um, if you are someone that's looking for new hip hop, new creative conscious, thoughtful, boom bap hip hop that um, you have a hard time finding. You know, this website is one of the places that you can go to to get updated on brand new dope creative and conscious hip hop, as well as some soul music as well. You know, shout out to all the folks that's been checking out my monthly, you know, best of lists that I post at the end of every month. I just did the best of for hip-hop, as well as soul music as well. A lot of dope releases that have come out in the month of March. And uh, I got another list coming in the month of April. So stay connected on the website. Also, we have a few things related to the to the uh, platform that I think is beneficial for those that um, are listeners. So if you want to support us, you can support us by joining our Patreon page, which uh, you can get access to exclusive exclusive interview clips that are not available to the general public. You have to be a Patreon. I believe I have about 40 exclusive interviews and counting up there. So if you want to get access to some of that, definitely go and, you know, consider joining the Patreon subscription. Also, for those that are interested in getting some of the merch that we have on the platform to support out the box like this, snapback hat right here and the t-shirts and all of that you could uh go to our merch page which is outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com i'll make sure i leave links in the description for you guys to get to as well all right and remember if you're catching me on youtube the channel out the box tv you can also listen to the high quality audio podcast via places like spotify Apple, Google, you know, Anchor, pretty much wherever you generally would go to listen to high quality audio podcasts, that's where 
we are. Just look for Out the Box Talks. All right? So I wanted to get that out the way. As always, like I said, I have a special guest to bring to you on the platform. The artists that I have today, they have collaborated on a project entitled Air. It's actually an EP that was released early February, and it showed up as one of my favorite hip-hop projects in the month of February and also was on a on a playlist that I put together as well, the Spotify playlist I have. So yeah, man, it's really dope to be able to have not just the main artist, right? The main MC that is uh featured on this project, but the actual producer collective that have contributed to this project. So I'm really excited to bring them here. The the main MC also has Put out a project in 2009 entitled I'm Ready. So, and it, w- it was cool to hear a follow-up project in this year from her as well. So, these artists are hailing from Houston, Texas. So, uh, it's good to get some uh, Southern uh, uh, representatives here on the platform. So, I want to welcome to our Out the Box Talks audience Without further ado, the peoples coming through, representing for this new air album out of Houston, Texas, Sister C Red and the Rue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Out the Box Talks. What's up? What's up? What's up, y'all? Y'all can unmute your mic just one by one. How y'all doing? Welcome to the platform. It's a pleasure to have you here. Hey, I'm good. I guess I'll go first. What's go ahead, good? Thanks for having us. Indeed, indeed. It's a pleasure, as I said, to have you all on the platform and to have all of you, right? Because to my understanding, I have the full group of the Rook here, right? It's all three. We got Kay, we got Jermaine, and we got King Mason. So um, it's dope to have all of y'all here. And uh, I want to definitely talk about this project. But before I get into the Air EP, uh, I would like for you all to just give me a little history on what inspired you to pursue a career in music. So we'll start with C. Red, being that she's the main MC on this project. And um, I guess you guys can kind of speak as a collective, the producer collective, um, the rule in terms of what got you guys started in in music. So go ahead, see you, Red. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I started playing like piano and stuff, like in elementary school. Um, I was in band in middle school. I played clarinet and trumpet in band, but I also started rapping in middle school. I had a cousin. I'm from Florida originally, even though I'm out in um, Texas right now. Um, so I had a cousin that came up to visit us for the summer and he had um, like a Macintosh laptop that a school had given them to kind of like play with over the summer and it had GarageBand on it. So we started like figuring out how to make beats and stuff and started just making up all these songs and stuff where we were rapping and, you know, we were, we were middle schoolers. So it was not good music, but <laughs> that's kind of what um, planted the seed for me kind of falling in love really with hip hop and kind of getting exposed to more genres of music and stuff. Um, because before middle school, I kind of just listened to whatever my parents listened to. We didn't like watch, you know, BET and MTV. And I didn't really listen to mainstream radio that much. So it was just a lot of like gospel music, um, 
soul music, funk music, that kind of stuff that I listened to growing up. So yeah, once I got in middle school, got exposed to hip hop, um, started rapping, and it kind of became my way of communicating my world around me, kind of communicating my thoughts and opinions about what was going on. Because I'm pretty introverted, I have like an introverted personality, but that was like my way of expressing myself. Um, yeah, and it just became my thing. Like I, yeah, I probably write, I probably write a little bit every day, even if I don't write like a full like verse or a full song, it's just kind of what I would do like in lieu of journaling and stuff like that. So okay. yeah, that's kind of how I got into music. <laughs> Wonderful. The power of communicating through music and through rhyme. I The way you spit, I, I'm surprised to think that you're in, introverted because you go in lyrically. You know what I mean? So thank you for sharing that. Uh, so anyone else in the, in the group want to share um, how you guys got started and, and, and really like how even the root came together? Um, I started... Um Music is in my blood. It's in my family. You know, my my father plays uh, guitar, and his brothers had a funk band in the '70s and things of that nature. So I was always around music. Got into the whole gospel and church scene early on, as well as the funk scene and then jazz. And um, I'm from New Orleans, so I, I got a all of that experience. And then uh, moved out to Houston in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina. And um, there I kind of found uh, the underground side of hip hop, um, you know, the Dilla and things of that nature. Um, and um, just a few years ago, uh, Kay and I met at a studio. Um, I was just recording something for a friend and we met, he was there and um, he and King Mason had already been working and cooking things up and they were killing. So it just, it kind of ended up just being this, this really beautiful synergy of, um, just quality music and just really, uh, people that just really, really enjoy music from a, from a standpoint of, we just love it, you know, and the ability to create it, that's something different, but you know, it's just, it's in our hearts, man. Beautiful, beautiful. Want to go next, Kay? And let me just shout out, that was Jermaine. So just introduce yourself before you speak. So those listening audio know who's speaking. <laughs> but shout okay. out. Thanks, Jermaine. All right. Well, uh, my name is Kay, uh, as you see in the lower corner. Um, so I started off kind of like C-Red, uh, uh, MCing, just trying to understand hip hop. So I actually started out as a rapper, uh, produced was in multiple groups over the years. Um, and I would say that I'm kind of fortunate is, you know, as an MC, I was just lucky to be around a lot of great producers. And um, I learned a lot about the craft. I don't play an actual instrument, but, you know, I'm a crate digger. And, and you know, like Jermaine says, I'm, like I have a, I, I'm always like trying to understand what makes music make me feel the way it does. I know it's weird, but, and I just really study how things are put together. So that's kind of, you know, I, I think that it's just dope as, us as a collective. And I just go into like the whole thing of the rule is, you know, anybody that knows gumbo, it's like, you know, you have your rule, which is the foundation of your gumbo. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you just go in and you just, you know, everybody has their own recipe. Everybody throws their own little thing in the, in the, in the gumbo. 
And so I think the way that we kind of pr produce collectively is, you know, we're always making a gumbo for somebody, be it for C-Red or whoever we, you know, work with. So that's kind of, I'm a, uh, I'm an older gentleman and I can say that I also, I guess one of the biggest blessings for me is like we truly, I can say for all three of us, we, we make what we like. Yes. So we don't feel pressure to trying to sound, try to sound a kind of way. We just, if it's jamming, it's jamming. We just gonna, you know, just try to make the best thing that we can make as a collective. So, um, so that's kind of me and then kind of a, I gave you the roof spiel. So I let uh, Ronnie look like he in the haunted house. <laughs> King Mason. Thank you, you for got, that. <laughs> Talk to us, King Mason. Unmute your mic. What's going on? How y'all doing? Y'all all right? That's good. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm working. So um, how I got into music, um, I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. And um, my mom's a slash. So slash means she does everything but preach. She take a ball from, she clean bathrooms, she take care of the children, she do all the rest of that. So um, just growing up with that type of stuff, um, came to Houston. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. So everybody from the Midwest, what's going on? Um, then moved down here. My mom came here to go to law school at Texas Southern University in Houston. Um, I got a scholarship to Texas Southern, um, a piano scholarship. Um, I started off though in church and middle school playing drums and trombone. Um, majored um, in music composition at um, Texas Southern, but did not graduate, did my first two years, um, got my theory under my belt, and while I went overseas and started touring. Then came back, da 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 da, worked with a group, I'm not gonna name their name, but then Kay rescued me. And um, uh, the name of our group is called The Rue Now. So, and um, working with C Red and all the rest of it, it's a great thing. I promise you it is. So that's, that's my spiel. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for your spiel, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, thank y'all for sharing that. So uh, I, I like to go into a little bit about the album. And um, a lot of the questions will be centered around the lyrics on the album, but I'm also going to get into the production as well. So let's start with uh, how you see Red and the root came together like where did you guys first meet to develop this bond into where it would be this ep entitled air jermaine do you want me to take this or do you want to take it do you want to start off? you got it okay cool so um i don't even know what year this was this was probably 2018, I would think, maybe, Jermaine. Yeah, so Jermaine and I actually played in a um, live show together in Houston. Um, it was basically like a setup where they had different artists kind of in the lineup. We would kind of bring our music and they would have a band kind of like play on top of, of whatever two track that we brought um, for our set. So I did that um, at the event in Houston and Jermaine was playing um, the bass for that event. And, you know, we kind of chopped it up after the show, like exchange contact information and stuff because he thought I did a decent job rocking the mic. Um, and so from that point, you know, we kind of kept in touch and he told me that he was a part of a production team 
and they were looking to work with artists and put together projects and things like that. And I know um, a thing that he and I talked about in the process of that is like making the project, not only that sounds good, you know, for listeners with their headphones and stuff, but also that could be easily translated into more live performances and things like that, like with the band and all that, because that just kind of enhances the experience for everybody, for, for the artists and for the audience as well. Um, so yeah, we met up at a coffee shop in Houston and kind of talked shop a little bit about um, what it would look like putting together a project and all of that. And then I got invited to Kay's crib. Um, we, he does a lot of production and recording and stuff over there. So I went over there to meet with him and he kind of like played me some of their tracks and stuff. And I was like, well, like, this is incredible. It was like, <laughs> it was unlike anything that I had heard um, really before. And it was kind of, I knew it would kind of push me as an artist to kind of really enhance my sound and really improve my songwriting and stuff like that. Um, so that's kind of where it started. Uh, they sent me a few tracks and I started writing to those and we would kind of go back and forth giving feedback on, you know, what direction and stuff to go in and, and all that kind of stuff. So I think I basically covered it, but that's kind of how it started. Um, the live show with Jermaine and us kind of figuring out like we had chemistry during that live show. We could probably have chemistry as a group and it kind of worked out that way. Indeed. Indeed. How did y'all come up with the title air? I came up with the title. So it was, it's weird. Um, we had a few different concepts for the album, but once we kind of picked out um, the songs and stuff that we liked most, I kind of started going through um, kind of what each song meant to me. Mm -hmm. And so AIR is actually, is meant to be an acronym that stands for having everything inside revealed. And so at that point in my life and kind of at the point where we were releasing the project, I really thought it was a good representation of who I am as a person, kind of what things are important to me, what issues are important to me, what people are important to me, like all those kinds of things. So I thought it was like a good um, representation of everything that I have inside of me. Kind of going back to me telling you I'm introverted, like a lot of people don't know really anything about me. Um, and you know, I dropped the project I'm ready, you know, three years ago, but this project sounds completely different than that. Mm. Um, and so it was a lot of just kind of me exposing more of myself um, internally as a person, but also artistically. And so that's kind of where the, the concept for the title comes from. Nice, nice. One of the standout lines on uh, the first track, Like Air, uh, C-Red, you say, talent don't mean nothing when you don't put in the effort. And that that's one of those, I mean, you got a lot of lines on the, on the project that just kind of pop out and hit you, but that was one of the ones that I remembered clearly. At what point in time did you come to the that realization or that awakening moment in regards to that line? Man, that's a great question. Um, that definitely happened while I was here in Houston. So, you know, like I said, I've been rapping since middle school. I've kind of been involved um, as an artist for a while. And I think one of the things that's easy to do as an artist is to kind of get frustrated by where you are or where you are not when you start comparing yourself um, to other people. And so, especially when I was working on this project, I really started, you know, doing a lot of internal reflection about, you know, I am where I am because I'm supposed to be here. And some of it's, you know, I haven't met the right people or it's not the right timing for certain stuff. But also some of it was I wasn't working hard enough. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't working hard enough. Um, to be a better lyricist, to be a better songwriter, to, you know, enhance my sound and things like that. And so I think um, that line for me meant like, 
hey, I have this, I have this talent, right? But it's not going to mean anything if I'm not doing everything that I can to mm. enhance it and like try to get it out to more ears and get it out to more people. Um, and in that same regard, like I think it can go for music, it can go for a sport, it can go for, you know, anything that anybody's trying to work towards. Like you're going to have some innate ability or some natural ability to do anything, but you're also going to have to put in the work to make yourself better um, and to really enhance your craft. So that's what that line was for me. Nice. What, what did effort towards success begin to look like for you? Effort towards success. Yeah, like, you know, you talk about effort too, right? Like, on that, in mm -hmm. that particular line. Like, so, like, what did effort put in towards success begin to look like for you? Yeah, I think for me, um, especially because I'm, I'm a medical student. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people know that. I'm a fourth year medical student. So, um, especially at working on this project, a lot of it was... Um, time management, you know, like setting aside the time, like I can make a lot of excuses like, oh, I have to be, you know, at the hospital at five in the morning or, oh, I have, you know, I have all these other things I need to do, but music was still a really, really, really big priority for me. Mm -hmm. um, so the effort in that end was like, okay, so you have all this other stuff to do. How are you going to fit it into your schedule if it's important to you? Like, how are you going to like fit it into your list of priorities if you're like, <laughs> if you're talking all that talk, but you're not kind of making the space and making the room for it. Um, so especially with this project, it was, you know, making sure I was writing consistently, um, getting feedback from other people, kind of putting my pride aside and like getting feedback so I could actually make the best music possible. Um, I've told Kay and, and Jermaine and Mason this quite a bit, but like with this project, I did more writing and rewriting and like mm. regurgitating and like having somebody listen to this and kind of where, where do I lose you? You know what I'm saying? Like trying to really, really figure out how to like make something that was going to sound good to more people than just me. Because when you're an artist, it's not really about you. Like you're making the music that you like and that you want to hear, but it's also, you know, to enhance the lives of the people who are listening to it. Um, so yeah, with this project, it really, really pushed me to, again, uh, become a better lyricist, become a better songwriter, uh, put my ego to the side and, <laughs> and kind of just do what was best for the whole group and for the project. Right. Now the project, uh, I'm just looking again, I think it's only six, six tracks, right? Or six songs. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it, it made me think as you were just responding there about, if you guys had to like narrow down songs, cause you said you, you did a lot of writing. Did you find yourself in a place where you had to kind of scale back and, and, and really just work with a certain amount to get to six? Um, no, it wasn't really like that in that okay. regard. We kind of picked out the tracks that we wanted to use and like kind of how they would be sequenced, you know, like, like sonically that. and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and even with subject matter, like I think we flipped a couple of them around, but, for the most part, we had what we wanted, like um, skeleton wise, sonically. And so a lot of it was me just, um, you know, trying to write the best songs and like figure out the right features and stuff like that. Got it. Got it. So this next question is for the rule and either one of you all can uh, answer this or if more than one person wants to answer, that's fine, too. The the production on the album is well, I'm, it's an EP. I'm my bad. It's, the production on the EP is rich and soulful and overall very cohesive in terms of the sound. And it, it really complements C-Red's 
you know, thought-provoking and swift lyricism. Because that's what I get from, you know, your lyricism on the project. How were you all able to craft the production to best complement C-Rad's vocals? And that question is to the root. Okay, I guess I, I'll take it. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. So uh, the one thing, and I guess uh, we kind of discussed this, is uh, we, we actually sat and listened to the music so we actually listened to see red before she came mm. and before we met and just uh, and i i personally like that you know we discussed that as well it's like um of course jermaine met her first and he just kind of discussed her to us and i know for like weeks we just kind of sat and listened to her projects and kind of got a sense of who she was and so when she came through it was just kind of I know it's kind of weird, but like we do like the whole custom tailored to fit or what we think. And so when she came through, it was more of, of and it's kind of weird, but it's it's like scoring a movie. Mm. And so it's like, we looked at it as like, what it would be the score to whatever project that she would want. And then we just kind of proposed like these songs sound cohesive together this you get your peaks and valleys and then we just kind of proposed it that way i think that's different than like you know as being an mc i understand when you get like batches of beats right and, and, and the one thing about uh mcs i think mcs do good sequencing projects because they're always in a place to where they're having to pull stuff they're artists in a, in a sense that way as well as a producer because it's like they're overall like saying okay these things go together and they're picking and pulling from other producers and stuff like that. Uh, we tried to make that easier for her to where it was like, okay, these are these are things that sound good together. And so it really wasn't like a whole bunch of tracks that she really had to go through. Mm. And it was really more about the sequencing and how she wrote to it. Um, as far as the, the sound, again, that's just kind of just how we sound. So when she walked in the door, I would say, um, and she could probably tell the story about the intro, but for the most part, everything is, was like 95, 90%. That's how it was sounded mm. when she walked in the door. And so basically at that point, after she wrote, then it was just kind of like tailoring and just making sure like, okay, this instrument is clashing when she says this word here, it shouldn't be there. Mm. And we was having those kind of conversations. So um, I think that was, that was something that we tried to do is do our homework on, you know, not only her as a lyricist, but, you know, I would say my perception of what it means to work with C-Red, because I think the dope thing about C-Red is because she's busting her tail in medical school and she has bars and she's willing to be honest about that mm -hmm. and to give people a different story. So that was a... I mean, it, in this, that was pretty much the gist of the production. So everything else was just kind of us working together. And I guess that'll be a good uh, segue. You can tell them about the intro. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny story. But uh, I mean, for the most part, that's, that's kind of how stuff went. Nice. So, you know, it's interesting. I'm just curious to know, it sounded like you guys were able to build on top of her recorded vocals and then make adjustments with the uh with the instrumentals 
Um, so that that's dope. That's dope. You know, like what was that experience like for you as a producer, or for you guys as 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 producers to be able to, you know, add on to this palette that was already created? Well, I'd I'd say this is Jermaine. Um, I'd say that it was um somewhat expected because I had already heard her spit and what she didn't say earlier that she absolutely killed that performance. <laughs> it was it was not normal by any measure. Um, so I knew we were gonna get something special, which is why I really wanted um, her to be the first person that I personally brought to the to the team um, to do a collaborative with. Um, and so when we started getting the, the lyrics back, we were all just like blown away. It's like, you know, those goosebumps, when you just hear it in a raw form, you know it's gonna be special. Um, so it kind of pushes you also to to make sure your stuff is as perfect as can be because she definitely brought the heat. So, you know, it's just, it's just that kind of thing. It was iron sharpening iron. Wonderful. It's awesome. Yeah. Dope, dope. So the, the live instrumentation is uh, also very apparent on this project. Who contributed which instrument instruments on the EP? I did... Uh, most of the basses and all of the guitars. Uh, Mason, you want to chime in? You there, Mason? You can unmute your mic. <laughs> That's all right. Mason did the, uh, all of the keys and some of the basses. And then Kay did all of the uh, production, the chops, the mixing, and, you know, all that, all of the intricate stuff. Nice. So I want to actually go back to another lyric of yours, C-Red. You uh, also say on the song, Like Air, God-given potential, biggest fear is being regular. What do you mean by being regular, and why is it a big fear for you? Um, yeah, so that line... I think is just not tapping into all of the potential and all of what, you know, God has planned for whatever I'm going to do with this gift. Um, so yeah, that's why I meant by being regular. It's just kind of like, if I didn't take music as seriously, if I didn't, you know, kind of put my all into it, I would just, you know, just be kind of like a fun fact, you know, for an icebreaker, like, Oh, I used to be a rapper, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't like take myself seriously enough to, really make a difference so that's kind of that's kind of what i meant by that line it's just um really just not rising to the to where i could have been for what kind of god intended for me yeah it was an interesting line because um you said it was like your biggest fear right so i was like man yeah. i wonder why that yeah. became that that topic you know so yeah yeah. Oh, can I say a little bit more? Sorry. Sure, sure. Go ahead, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You kind of like spawned another thought. Um, I think I don't know. I don't remember like what Bible verse and stuff it is, but there's a place, a, a few places in the Bible, I think, that talk about um, the fruit that you produce and kind of like if you have these things but you don't use them, you'll kind of be like held <laughs> accountable for that in that yeah. regard as well. So that's like another thing that I think about, like. I don't know all the things that are going to happen, you know, once I pass away and like go through that whole like afterlife process. But like, I would hate to like, hopefully get up to heaven and God be like, 
I mean, it's cool that you're here, but I wanted you to do these things with the gift that I gave you, but you didn't do them because you were, you know, worried about X, Y, Z or distracted with, with other things. So that was kind of like the big fear that I was mentioning in that part. Got it. Got it. So another question in relation to the lyrics, um, actually in relation to the second track, how has having a God willing mentality or a faith-based mentality helped you to avoid stress in your career path as a musician? I don't know that it helps me avoid stress. I think it, (laughs) yeah, I think it just kind of helps me um, put things into perspective a little bit more and Mm -hmm. kind of do a little bit less of the comparing that's so easy to do um, when you're in, well, any industry really, but especially as an artist, because people are always comparing you to other people. You're always looking at like, oh, this person did this. Maybe I need to do that. And it's just kind of like, I feel like with God willing and kind of my faith, it just kind of like keeps me focused on my path is my path. You know, my story is my story. My journey is my journey. And it's kind of less about what other people are doing and like more about what I need to be doing Mm. to kind of use my gift um, to its fullest and to its potential. So. Yeah, that's what I would say about that. I could dig it, you know, uh, and yeah. and that's a theme that I hear. I want to say at least a couple other times on the project, mm-hmm. just you kind of staying in your lane and staying focused on doing you. Mm-hmm. So also on that song, I think I hear you say, I think you say it in the hook. You say, grinding, grinding. Mm-hmm. What is the smartest way you think for an artist to exercise his or her grind towards success in 2022? Like, how do you, what's the best way to utilize this grind mentality in this day and age? <laughs> From wow. your experience. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can speak for anybody else. I think I'll just have to answer for me. Yeah, absolutely. Of, for you. If other people can take it, that's cool. Um, <laughs> No, man, I really think it's it kind of goes back to some of the other stuff I was talking about, you know, like time management and kind of making sure your priorities are in line. You know, um, I think kind of where you spend your time and kind of where you spend your money and like your resources and where you allow your thoughts and stuff to spend most of their time is kind of indicative of what's most important to you. Um, So for any artist, I would just say, like, if this is what you want, put in the time. be receptive to others' feedback, but like, don't, don't let it stop you. Just as somebody doesn't like something that you do, like nobody's going to like everything that anybody does. <laughs> like everything's not for everybody um, every time. So just don't get discouraged um, and really just stay consistent. I would say, um, especially for me over these past, you know, three, four years, consistency has really made a huge difference really in everything that I'm doing artistically. So it's just kind of, um, being willing to take that chance on yourself and, you know, maybe miss out on certain lower priority things to kind of really focus on, on what's important, what's important. So you can put that time in and kind of make yourself better and better each day. I like that focus and consistency and mm-hmm. prioritizing. Yeah. hundred percent. So the song top down, uh, probably my favorite track on the album 
there's another track that I really, really like too, but I, I think Top Down is the one that, you know, when you go back and you play, play back a project and you're like, oh, that's the one, that's the track right there. <laughs> that's the one yeah. that keeps coming back to me. Uh, you have a line on there where you say, want to see them mental thrones, but I know that we can't unless we get it how we live, love the things we do, separate ourselves from things that doesn't speak our truth. You got to love the ones you with, fall in love with you, celebrate success. That part is up to you. And mm -hmm. that is one of the more memorable lines on the song because I think you repeat it a few times. It's, it may be a part of the hook, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, tell me exactly uh, what the mental throne is and why mm -hmm. you chose those words to describe how to achieve it? Yeah. Um, so the mental throne, I think, um, so the, the project is called AIR. Like there's a lot of different things going on. It's an acronym, but you can also think like AIR to a throne of certain things. I like that. So yeah. I think that, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, you know, while we're here on earth, like we're kind of creating like our own kingdoms in different regards you know what i'm saying like the things that we work towards our families our friends like all those kinds of things and so i think a lot of um our ability to be successful in those realms enjoy those realms all of those things is like really really driven by our thought process and how we think um about those things and with top down, a lot of it's like I talk a lot of it. I, I talk a lot about like mindfulness kinds of things and all that kind of stuff throughout the song. Um, and so I think really there it's like to me, like the call for action to kind of having positive thoughts, like trying to let go of negative things, like, again, figuring out what's most important to you, why it's most important to you, um, falling in love with yourself, like all of us are like very, very critical of ourselves, like just regardless, you know what I'm saying? So it's just accepting yourself for who you are, um, what things you enjoy, what things you like, and really kind of kind of going forward with that, if that makes sense. Well, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> okay. When, when you close with the words, that part is up to you, which part are mm -hmm. you actually talking about? All of it. So everything that I said kind of before that line, get it how you live, love the things you do, celebrate, um, you know, hold on, get it how you live, love the things you do, separate yourself from things that doesn't speak your truth, like all of that, like everything that I say before that part is up to you is kind of what I'm what I'm referring to for that, because a lot of it is a personal decision to kind of just let certain things go and not let um, certain things kind of rule your life and kind of rule your thought process processes about the things that you're doing and how you feel about yourself as a person. Got it, got it. I'm glad yeah. you clarified that because I was thinking yeah. maybe you were talking about the part where you were just saying celebrate success. But uh, Oh, yeah, that part too. 100%, yeah, all of it, 100%. Yeah, yeah uh, celebrating yeah. The, the little wins and the big ones for sure. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Often in your music, C-Red, you talk about your connection to the Black struggle and your love and desire to see us as Black folks achieve success, worthiness, overall <laughs> happiness, right? Where did your commitment to Black excellence originate from? Who or what originally inspired that mentality in you? It would have to be my parents. Yeah, that started at home. Mm. Um, yeah, as long as I can remember, like, my parents have kind of 
much as they could and encouraged me in every way that they could, even if they didn't understand. Like they don't really understand hip hop really still, like they've tried, <laughs> but they don't really like, they don't really like even get what I'm doing um, fully, I think even up to this point. But I always remember, you know, they always encouraged us, you know, be educated, um, not be afraid to speak our minds and like do what's right and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that definitely started at home. As long as I've had memories. <laughs> Shout out to moms and dad, right? Shout out to the parents yeah. who are the foundation, our first teachers. So the song You and Yours features two guests on the track, mm -hmm. Vanessa Hill and Tiara Jewell. Mm -hmm. uh, I was a little unsure of their roles on the track. So maybe, uh, you know, the rule could uh, fill in with this question. Who's actually singing on the hook and, and what's the role of the other person? Just, you know, clarify for me. <laughs> so the hook is uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Hill, very talented singer in the city. Uh, okay. She uh, works with uh, Toby Inigwe, if I say his name right. Um, oh, big ups to Toby, yeah. Yeah, she's done uh, some stuff with Nicolay. Nice. Um, from the foreign exchange, um, just really just talented, just good good people I've known for years, and then Tierra Jewel, um, funny story. So, um, I, we were working on another project for somebody else, and we were shooting a video, so we were in the car just listening to a playlist, and so. Her EP, you know, it's just like when you listen to Spotify and just the next thing pops up. Mm -hmm. So I started listening to it. I'm like, okay, this is dope. And then you just kind of hear stuff that kind of is just kind of puts you in mind of the city. So I'm like, oh, this sounds like this person's from here. So go on, go online, find her on Instagram. She's from Houston. Mm. So I'm like, wow. So the more I start listening to it, I'm just like a forward dude. So I was just like, I normally don't do this, but if somebody's really, really dope, I'll just hit you and DM like, yo, respect, you know, be nice. So she did, by the way, she did like the ad-lib work. Mm. So all the stuff that you hear that's kind of aligned with the music, it's like she's singing, it's almost like a pad, you know, this is mm. a part of the music, right? So we, uh, we, um, I reach out to her chase her down for like a year and a half and then come to find out that we were our family from the same town in Michigan. Mm. Like her dad is like, and my God brother like went to school together. It was like really weird. Right. And so as we were working on the project, like she's just really like a dope vocalist. So if you had the opportunity, people out there, check out Cheryl Jewel, check out Vanessa Hill, just really, just really talented, great artists. And so when we were doing like the listening for our project, we put a project out and, you know, the three of them were sitting in the back. Remember that? We had the behind the scenes and uh, C-Red and, and Vanessa and Tierra, they were sitting there talking and I was like, man, they got to do a song together. <laughs> and so uh, that's kind of how that came together nice. and, you know, I think if, if you know if I'm not mistaken, like you and T, I'll talk quite a bit too now, huh? Yeah. So it's 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 you know this whole project is just built friendships and it, it, 
really wasn't transactional at all. So, but that's that's kind of how that how we spawn that. So, mm. just to give a background on the features on there. So nice, nice, and it, it's dope that you spoke on the chemistry because, like I said, the the project sounds cohesive. So and and everything works you know so just to be clear so you said um vanessa hill is the main person that's singing on the hook but the ad-libs are kind of in the background with tiara jewel right and i just wanted to be sure because i like i couldn't tell i was like i know i can hear vanessa but i didn't know that it was her at the time because i wasn't sure who was who singing but um talk to me a little bit more about like for someone listening for the first time that doesn't know what, how do they find Tiara's vocals on that track? Okay. So the process of that, I, so I'm gonna try not to be too technical, sure. but so you have like the music, right? And so sometimes you, um, like background vocals can be like super rich. One thing about Tiara, she reminds me she puts me in the vein of like how D'Angelo does ad-libs. Mm. So that's like, if you listen to any of her stuff, that's kind of her style to where like, sometimes you'll hear the music play and it's like all the oohs and ahs and like, it's rich. So it's not like when you get the session, like we'll have our music, but like Tierra may send like 30, 40 tracks of just like harmony. Mm. It's harmonizing with the instrumentation that makes the track feel richer. When you listen to it as a listener and you also you got to think she's harmonizing while she's rapping and she's not getting oh. in the way you know what i'm saying so that's that's something that i would say was is really dope about her and, and and it just fit the song um and then c was receptive to doing it which is which is dope and then the i was the hook was just more of a uh I was like, see, do you know Vanessa? And she was like, yeah, I would like to work with her. I was like, word? <laughs> right on it. I, I put the call in and, and like I said, we, I worked with Vanessa since she was like 14. So I was like, hey, got this dope song. I'm gonna send it to you, send me something. And so she sent it back and everybody kind of went back and forth on it, but it just came out really, really dope, and and it was just really good energy. And like I said, I was glad that everybody was able to sit and talk and meet each other. But that's, uh, I guess, as a listener, you know, that was the dynamic. We had the hook last, but like the ad libs and like that was part of the music. Mm, so nice. like the harmony was a part of the production, if that makes sense. So. Nah, uh, that's awesome, man. I'm glad you you expressed that. I, I have to say, man, e even in addition to this track, like all of the vocal features are top notch and it just really speaks volumes to how plugged in you guys might've been in putting this project together and just making sure that the chemistry was right. Um, can you, uh, like, I mean, from the Jack Freeman feature to Vanessa Hill and Tiara Jewel and even Mariah Mache, um, like I said, all of the vocals really work well to complement C-Red's verses, right? What do you guys attribute to this amazing music outcome? 
I think it always starts with the artist having a clear um, understanding and a clear vision of what they want. Um, you know, C Red is very, very, um, she's very aware of what she's looking for, what she wants us to sound like and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So it makes it a lot easier to pick people and to reach out, um, you know, cause you're not really guessing, you know, exactly what we're looking for. We got an idea of, you know, um, who can pull that off. And so it's just a matter of, you know, deciding which one of us has the connection with that person and reaching out and getting it done. But, uh, fortunately, you know, with, um, the quality of spitting that she did on it and, you know, the production came out really nice, you know, it, it wasn't very difficult to, uh, to get the people that we wanted to, to really feature on these, these records and, uh, really make it come to life. Nice. What, what would you say is the most interesting track you guys contributed to this EP from a producer perspective? The maybe intro. The intro. Okay. Tell me why. And, and maybe you guys have varying, you See, know, got to talk about that one. We, we, we're not allowed to talk about it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead, Doreen. Go ahead. <laughs> no exclusive over here? We don't get an exclusive? So we, got, we got an exclusive. All right. So the hardest track to figure out for us was, believe it or not, the intro. And on the intro, when you hear the intro, you hear um, like this, this big orchestral piece that uh mason composed king mason composed that and um we had all of the other instruments that we normally do the, you know the bass the guitar the keys the drums and things of that nature uh, i believe we even had like some saxophone in there and things of like that it was just this huge track and um it definitely took some discussion some time some some blood sweat and some tears to figure out what needs to be removed to make this thing feel the way it needed to feel. But once we worked through that, and it took some time, but once we worked through that and everybody heard it for the first time, it was like, ah, okay. I Keep get being it. all political with it. Oh yeah, come yeah. on, bring it, bring it out, man. Okay, I ain't want to do it. There you have it. <laughs> and so, uh, so the track, it was like a standard banger. It had smacking drums on it is like the whole vibe was different. So the the thing, what ha happened was, <laughs> is that, so normally, and this is how we work. So it's going back to the whole thing of like, okay, well, what if we did this? So that was a cool thing about the process. Like I called C and I was like, well, you know, basing like score strings. And so he sent like a rough string track that was like way louder than the track. No, he sent just the strings. Mm -hmm. So I sent her the strings, like, I'm going to put these in the, on the track. So it'll be like some Isaac Hayes type stuff. So I'm like, all right. So I put them on there. So then she calls me. No, she comes over here. And then her and my man Lawrence say, uh, yeah, you, you got to take all the drums out. Like, turn all of that off. So I'm just like, huh? What are you talking about? Yeah, we just the strings. Strings and keys, that's it. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. She's crazy. I Whatever, you know. I And this is the thing. I would say, you know, 
not that we like got upset at each other, but it's like we all were very passionate about this project, which I'm happy about. Like we actually cared about it. I I, I was vested in making sure that I felt like if she did something that I felt like it wasn't right, I would just like, you know. And so I was just like, ah, that don't make sense. And she was like, hey, bro, for real, man. And so uh, I would say the biggest from the root standpoint is like we've grown as a production team because we were able to step outside of the box and we're receptive. Because a lot of times you'll get producers and they just think they know everything. You know, and they won't listen to the artist. So, you know, we are big on like she's like our customer. She, we wanted to make sure that she feel good about the experience. So I was just like, all right, I turn them off. I'm not sure about it when I did it. But then we made modifications. And then at the end of the day, like we had a listening and we sat and listened to it in the studio. And I'm like, wow, you know, this is amazing. And then she was like, well, you know, you guys are different. I want people to hear that. And so that's just the kind of artist she is. So I just think that was dope. But that was something that's the story behind that song. The OG version sounds way different. Wow. I just put it like that. It sounds it's it's like just drunk, just cracking, just like it's like it's it's that. And she wow. was like, nope. And if you think about it, and this is just my little and I'll I'll shut up, but when she says like air. When I first heard it, it also makes you feel like you float in the sky. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it feels like, you know, it's like you've taken off. It's like all the, the instrumentation and just yeah. it just feels like you just going through the clouds or some stuff like that. You know, and it's like a real the, the track is soaring or it feels that way to me. And she had the insight to do that. And I wasn't listening and initially. And then after the fact, you know, once it all came around, I'm like, okay, this actually made sense. And, you know, but we were willing to listen. I was probably the last person that was willing to listen, but she laughing at me. But, <laughs> but I did. I did. So but that's what's up. That's what's up. C-Red with the producer seat, right? In the producer seat, making it happen. You know, when you talk about this opening track, it sounds fitting the way it turned out for open a track, you know, with the strings, with the orchestral sound, you know. Um, and I noticed that. I was like, hold on, there's no drums. I'm not hearing any drums, you know. But, like, it, it makes sense as an open a track. But I'm curious to know if you guys would ever consider putting out the original track with the drums, maybe under another name, maybe, you know, since you guys said it, you know. <laughs> um you know, maybe as a bonus on a deluxe project, you know, I don't know, but, um, yeah, it, 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 it overall, I, I think you guys made the right decision and, um, it, it makes me wonder if we'll, we'll see more production in the future by C red or, or, you know, an attempt to, to put out something production wise. Is that something you're thinking of C red? No, I, I hung up my producer hat a while ago. I used to, to make beats and stuff 
before I met people that were just way better at it than me. Because oh, I like really? writing and stuff more. I got you. I got <laughs> you. You know, I feel like I know I know the rule. Like I know other people that can kind of make the sound that I'm looking for, so I don't have to do it myself. So. See, that's a privilege. Y'all probably just hear me spit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's that's a, a privilege when you get to the yeah. place where you like, yo, my <laughs> friends can make these beats for me. Yeah, I ain't got to put that time, but it's it's dope that <laughs> you at least you know have dabbled in it and you know how to do mm-hmm. it, and um, you put what you love to do at the forefront, which is emceeing. So, yeah, I want to talk to you all a little bit more in, in regards to the production um, on the project. What what would you guys? And I know you guys already kind of explained certain cool things about some of these tracks but um just to go a little further on that topic what were some bridges or change-ups in the production that people might not pay attention to or you know maybe surprised to hear as they listen to this project because I feel like you know there's so much going on instrumentally even though there's a lot going on lyrically as well but I feel like with the lyrics over the beats there's there's a lot to get lost in, right? And I'm curious to know if there are certain moments that people might miss in terms of the production or like, you know, just like little change-ups that people might not notice, like if you guys wanted to share any of those moments in the production. I can't really speak to that. I'm not I'm not completely sure, but I, I will say one thing that is more of a fun fact is okay. that we have never produced from the same room ever. Mm. Okay. This was this was a COVID production. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> I was getting ready to add uh to elaborate more on that. Like so you guys were not in the studio together altogether. Never. So how did that so, work out? It, is the, like, walk me through how the communication and the outcomes of the recording ended up working out for you all using that method or that approach. So, so going back to what Jermaine uh, mentioned, um, another fun fact is like when we were recording, we was working on a project for all the, the digging heads. We were at a studio. Uh, with one of the, the the members of the Cashmere Stage Band. Um, and so we were talking and um, Mason and I, and I produced in the same room before. Um, and a, a friend of mine, eight months, uh, he's a producer in the city and he was just like, man, uh, he was like, you should get, uh, get with Jermaine on guitars. And I, I really, I was like, all right, I'm gonna reach out. You know, we met at the studio and, and it just, we have a lot of comments. So we talk quite a bit. Our kids are friends now. So, uh, but I would say that I guess because, I mean, we hang out and talk, but I guess we're kind of in the same mindset musically that like, I don't, our chemistry is good enough to where I can send him something and he can send me something and I don't necessarily have to ask for what I want, he already knows, and vice versa. So it's like it's weird. Like we really don't necessarily have to be in the same room, but we've been talking about now that you know it's maybe a little bit safer to to move around. We're gonna start doing stuff back in the same room again. But for the most part, it's 
like I would say just like we have deep discussions about music and you know not just hip-hop like jazz like I'm a big jazz guy mm. and 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 you know we just I guess we're just all aligned musically so it's we really don't have to it's kind of wild we it's like with technology it's just like okay I know what Jermaine's gonna send is gonna be crazy I know what Mason's gonna send is gonna be crazy it's right. just like this this is the way it is so and then we just meet up and like when C Red came through, it's like I don't think everybody had heard like the full production of everything. And we just kinda all sat in the room and it was just bananas. Mm-hmm. And there's more joints. So it was like we played quite a few. So mm. yeah. Nice, nice. But yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's dope when you can trust in the talent of your musical peers, you know. Um because you can see that it translated well, you know, even though you guys were not in the same studio recording this. So I want to get back to the lyrics. See, Red, you say uh, on the song, Mama Told You, that having joy meant more than having happiness. What do you think your mom really meant by that and the difference between the two? joy and happiness yeah so i think um happiness is circumstantial you know what i'm saying um it can shift based on what happened in your day or what you may be going through um in life in a particular season whereas joy is something that's more um deep within i think say one more time you you cut out again you said joy is yeah it's a circumstantial joy I think is a lot deeper and it's more internal um and it kind of can dictate you know your decision making and your actions and things like that um so I think you know I may be driving and get a flat tire or something and that might make me unhappy but does that take all the joy out of my life to you know to the point where I'm depressed and I don't want to talk to anybody you know, all those kinds of things, like probably not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think, um, and it's something that I've, I've kind of learned to understand, you know, more as I get older, just kind of really, um, it goes back to a lot of things I was talking about, like keeping the things that are most important in your life, like mm-hmm. top priority and things like that, the things that make you bring you joy, like making sure that you're doing those things so that when you do have the circumstantial things that may, you know, ruin your mood temporarily or, you know, for an instant, you can always bounce back and get back on track. Yes, indeed. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, what is one of the most important principles you would say you've learned from your dad? Because I know in the song, you kind of talk about like in getting integrity from your mom, but principle mm-hmm. from your dad. So... What, what what was the most important principle you gained coming man. from your dad? Oh, man. I, I can give you two. Sure. I know you, you can give more than one. Yeah, you can give more than one. Yeah. Yeah. One goes back to priorities. My dad would always say first things first, second things second, third things third. Like he like hammered that into us, you know, as long as I can remember. Um, and that was kind of like teaching us how to, you know, make sure we're kind of taking care of business and kind of leaving, you know, the more trivial and things that don't matter as much as, you know, doing your homework or, you know, whatever, whatever it is when you're a kid and you're growing up, he Mm -hmm. kind of like really hammered that into us 
kind of how to really prioritize all the things in our life. Um, and that's helped me quite a bit, you know, being in medical school and being an artist. And I'm a newlywed, I guess I'm not really newlywed. I got married in July of last year, but, you know, prioritizing uh, my family and my household and things like that. Um, the second thing was prin the principle of um, making a plan or like having you know, a guide for how you would uh, make decisions in like really, really, really hard circumstances. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I think about, you know, like with relationships or whatever, um, he would always tell me like, you know, if a guy cheats on you, you should walk because like, it's probably gonna happen again. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. stuff like that to where it's like, when you're like in a very emotionally charged situation, you've kind of already gone through the rational thought to make certain kinds of decisions and stuff like that. So those would be the two, big principles I think I got from my dad. Dope, dope. Thank you for sharing. Why'd you feel it was fitting to close out the project with a song about relationship love under the title Agape? Man. Yeah, so I actually wrote that song about my now husband. <laughs> we were dating at the time. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was best to close it out there because that's kind of my foundation you know, at this point, um, it's it's the relationship that's most important to me. He kind of is helping me. He's enhancing everything that I'm doing, you know, Wonderful. musically, professionally, like all those things. So it's kind of that unconditional love, that unconditional support um, that we all hope to have. And I just thought that it was kind of best to kind of leave the project there because that's kind of the, the thing that's fueling me right now. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's the, like one of the most honest, most loving songs that I've ever heard in my life. Like when wow. she wrote that, I was, hey, if you just actually sit and listen to it, I'm married. But if you listen to it, I'm just like, wow. You know, it, especially as a husband, that's just, that's nuts. So I just kind of commend her on that. This is that, that, that song is like probably really one of the most moving hers and I'm not exaggerating and to me that level of honesty and, and to be that open with people about how you feel about love is like most MCs won't do that mm. so you know and that yeah I just wanted to put that out there I mean I've talked to her about that but that's that 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 song is amazing to me just for just the premise of it so nice you know Thank you for sharing that as well, Kay, man. Thank you. So I also want to continue on with the theme of that song, C-Red. Um, from your knowledge and wisdom that you've gained, what would you say are some key attributes that make up and define a healthy relationship in this day and age? Uh, for sure, honesty. Um honesty, respect, uh, vulnerability, and kind of creating the environment to allow both people in the relationship to be vulnerable, vulnerable um, and honest with each other. Um, I think being able to have fun, <laughs> you yeah. know, with each other, be silly, kind of let all the parts of your personality come out and be appreciated. 
Um, and definitely communication, like good, healthy communication, open communication, um, and being willing to have like those difficult conversations, but also, you know, being able to talk about silly stuff or whatever. Nice. Those would be my thing. Wonderfully said. Thank you. So, C-Red, you do this series on IG called The White Coat Wednesdays where you rap over different producers' performances of them kind of like creating beats. What inspired you to create that uh, IG Reel series and, and how beneficial has it been to you? Yeah, so fun fact, White Coat Wednesday was actually my husband's idea. Oh, dope. <laughs> oh, shout out. Shout out to the husband. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the whole premise behind that was, you know, people don't know a lot about me. Like, if you look at my Instagram, you can mostly see that I'm an artist. Um, but he he wanted me to be able to show that, like, hey, you're doing this really, really rigorous grind as a medical student, but you're also being an artist, and you need to figure out a way to kind of bridge those worlds and kind of, like, show people, you know, what you're doing and kind of who you are. So that's kind of what started White Coat Wednesday. It kind of took me a while to get on board. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it at first, um, why but once that, I saw it, kind of, oh, I was going to say, why the hesitation? What what made what? Why did it take you long to to get on board with it? Man, a lot of reasons. Well, not a lot of reasons. There's a couple of reasons. One of them is just kind of like, why am I just going to give people this content? Yeah, you know, this like free content, you know, every week when I could just put it on a project. Like, why am I going to like, you know, waste? you know, waste bars and like waste content when I can be like figuring out a way to monetize it. Um, That's a good point. But it started, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, as long as God gives you a gift, you're gonna be, you're gonna be able to keep on using it, right? right? And I think the biggest thing that I've gotten from doing the White Coat Wednesdays is that consistency that I was talking about earlier. It's like, even if I don't write or record anything else in a week, like I'm going to do my white coat Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Um, and so like, that's the thing. And it's like, when I do go to do my, you know, official songwriting for projects and stuff or features or whatever, I'm able to knock them out like a lot quicker than I did before, just cause I'm always writing. I'm like always nice. my pen and stuff like that. And it like taught me how to edit videos and, you know, like do all the little stuff that like, I don't have to like pay somebody else to do because right, right, right. I put in the time to do those things as well. So I think, yeah, it's pretty dope. The consistency is a is a big benefit, but I'm curious to know how how difficult is it to continue to do it? Like, cause it doesn't seem like it's just easy to just pull off. But how 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 you've been able to find rhythm doing it? Like, actually, the act of doing it, and then on top of that, continue continuing it every week. I think um, one thing that helps is like just picking out beats and stuff that I think they're dope. Like mm. it's obviously a lot easier to write to something that you like, um, but also just trying to pick things that sound different. So I can show my versatility as an artist, but also yeah. for me, just like being able to write to different things, experiment with different cadences, different flows, yes. um, all those kinds of things. So I think, I don't know, it hasn't, I mean, there are some weeks where I'm like, man, I don't feel like doing this. But then I just go back to like, what is what is the bigger picture? What's the end goal? Like, why are you doing it? Um, and I think the thing that's been, it's kind of touched me the most is how it's really like inspired the people who like look forward to it every week. Like I've gotten wow. a lot of 
you know, comments and messages like, I look forward to this every week. Like you're inspiring me to, you know, do X, Y, Z, like in my artistry or, you know, whatever things that are important to me. Um, and so that's where it kind of, it's like bigger than myself and it's kind of bigger than what I want. Because again, like my goal as an artist is to kind of inspire the people around me and kind of yeah. change the world in that regard. So Yeah, I get the symbolism of kind of showing people out there that you could have, quote unquote, a day job or mm -hmm. uh, a, another career path and then also uh, a, a music career path and kind of um, balance them together. And, and talk to me about that. Like, how have you been able to balance med school and also be an MC, you know, and put out yeah. music and, you know, all of yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> um, God. <laughs> God, for sure, first and foremost. Um, I think also, you know, just, you know, being willing to kind of lock myself at home or in my closet and kind of knock things out too. Um, I don't go out a lot and, you know, I like politic and like go to my homies events and stuff like that. But a lot of times I'm spending, um, a lot of times, kind of like I talked about in middle school, kind of mm -hmm. like from when I started rapping in middle school, trying to like condense a lot of my thoughts and my ideas um into lyrics and stuff like that so i think uh yeah man it's been it's been hard it's been interesting but it's been it's been a lot of fun and like interestingly enough like i've been more productive as a medical student and as an artist than i was ever before mm. you know i had a job before i started medical school and like i didn't write nearly as much like when i released i'm ready like that took a while for me to do wow. and i wasn't like writing and, and doing stuff nearly as much as i do now so yeah. I don't know. Like everything's a time. Everything's a season. That's an interesting point because sometimes the urgency is a little stronger when you have yeah. something else going on. It's like you, it, it, I, I don't know if you could correct me if I'm wrong, but does it give you like a sense of fulfillment to be like, all right, I'm doing this, but I'm also doing what I also enjoy doing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. And yeah. like a big thing for me is kind of changing, um, the narrative about what's possible, you know, mm. for people to do. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you're gonna have to pick one, pick one, pick one, pick one. But I'm like, why? Is it just because no one you haven't seen anybody else do it? Like, is that why you're telling me to pick one? You know what I'm saying? Like there's a formula for how everybody else has always done things, but that right. doesn't mean that there's not a different way to do something. And in that same regard, artists do all kinds of things. Artists own businesses artists have families, you know what I'm saying? Artists are involved in a lot, a lot of different things. So I just, I'm not buying into the the whole narrative that like, if you want to be a great MC, you can, you can only be an MC. Like right. you can't do other things. Like I just, I just don't think that's true. Yeah. In this day and time, you, you have to, <laughs> most people got to <laughs> do other things, right? <laughs> you yeah. know, especially yeah. in the pandemic where touring has slowed up. I mean, it's starting to pick yeah. back up now, you know, you got to kind of figure out how to get other things going. Yeah. But kudos but to too, you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think the other thing too that's important is for like, you know, for kids and stuff that are watching artists, you know, a kid may like a rapper, they might like a song or something, but maybe they don't want to be a musician. Maybe a kid does want to be a doctor. Maybe a kid does want right. to be an engineer. Like how cool is it for them to be like, oh yeah, I like this rapper, but they're doing this. And like, I want to do that thing because of them. Right, you know, right. and it's not like, oh, I have to play ball or I have to rap. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a good point. And, and they might have 
gotten wind of you because of because they were into rap, right, or into mm-hmm. hip hop, and this idea to become, you know, a doctor or a nurse or whatever pops up by seeing you doing Absolutely. that too. So it could it Absolutely. could work either way. So the next question goes back to uh, the Rue, and uh, I'm getting ready to close out. So I want to thank y'all for staying this uh, this time with me. Um, I have to ask you all about the new Fife Dog album, which you all produced one of my favorite tracks on that album, To Live Forever, featuring Pasta Noose, Little Brother, and Darian Brockington. How did you all get to be a part of that album? And what would you say was the most memorable thing you recall recording that track? Okay, I, I guess I'll speak to it. So uh, I guess a little like background on us as so in my times as an MC, I was on a a, a label called Garden Seeker with uh, Ali Shahi Muhammad. Nice. And so, uh, you know, I was recording my project with him. I put it out this, you know, years and years ago. But uh you know, through that process, I met like a whole bunch of cool people. And one of those people was Fife. Um, wow. I've recorded with Fife before. And um, the crazy thing about that song, and I guess this is a premiere, because we were supposed to like kind of tell the story somewhere else. But basically, I was in the studio, I was working on the track. And I hadn't talked to Fife in a minute. So I sent it to him. It was just one song. And it was for no reason other than like, hey, man, I was just thinking about you. What you think about this? If you want it, you can have it. I was just thinking about it when I did it. So then he hit me back like, yo, this is crazy. This was, this was, had to be like 2014. Mm, Wow. Yeah. So 2014, 2015. So, uh, then Mason came through, and so this is when it was just K and King Mason, and uh, so it was a different version of the track. It this is more sample driven at that time, and uh, we sent it to him. I was kind of hyped. He was like, "Yeah, I'm doing a project, and I'm gonna use it," and that was all I knew about it. That was that was it. Mm. And so, uh, and then you know, you know, in a year or so, he passed, mm. and so. I, I sat on that track for all that time. Didn't have any communication with the family, mm. um, with his manager. Didn't know anything about who was what he did with the song. It's just like okay, well, and I really like the track. And it's like it's been times where I was gonna give it to somebody, and it's like, well, yo, I'm just it's just sitting here, but I just never had the heart to do it. Mm. So wow. during the pandemic. I get a call and um Roos called me is like, yo, uh little brother Darren Brockerton and Pasta Noose is on this song that you did. Dope. That was so random. So uh, but then it's it's kind of the same process with C Red. We had to like Jermaine like is playing like the guitars and stuff on this on the project so it's like really no samples like it's a guy named 
he goes by Sam Thousand now, but it's like true, like horn sections and all of that. And we tried to make it sound as much like a sample as we can. Ronnie did the string arrangements just like on air. So we was kind of in the same time that we were working on air. That was like something that we was working on as well. But so basically, like I would say that well, I had a connection with him. So that was like a friend of mine. And like he he's been to Houston, came to my house, freestyled. We've hung out like I know it sound random, you know, and he's like, I'm just the last thing about Fife is like. I was just a dude from Texas. And he treated me like, even though he was fight from a tribe called Quest, and I'm like a big tribe head, it's like he treated me like he's his brother. It was no air of like, I'm here and you're there or nothing like that. And he's just always been that way. He's just like a, one of the most stand-up dudes that I've ever been around. And so, but that's, that was just a blessing from him. So it was just like, he decided in, he didn't record to the song so he was supposed to be on the song mm. and from my understanding we weren't going to be on the project but because roots knew that that was his wishes for us to have the song on the project they put it on there anyway wow that's dope yeah that's dope so. to, to see his wishes come to fruition and to kind of just like honor that yeah. it's dope man yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, that was a that was one of the tracks that he's not featured on. Not at all. And it, but it was the, it, it felt was like a tribute track. Yeah. Yeah, it was the intention. So he was supposed to be on there. Right. And it was like I knew how he felt about it. And it was just like that was supposed to be like the joint. Like, you know, Dave was sick, but it was supposed to be Little Brother and De La Soul. Right. And Fife, like it was supposed to be this big thing. Wow, that would have been huge. It yeah, it didn't yeah. happen. So, wow, wow. Tell me again why why he wasn't on that track again. What 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 happened? He just never got a chance to record on it. Yeah, he passed. Right, he got okay. That's what it is. Okay, wow. Yeah, man. So that was and like I said, I didn't like it. I was just on my computer. I was like, I told Roots, I was like, bro. You could at least call and tell me that I was working on it because it's just been sitting on my computer. What if I lost the session? So I wow. I had the session, yeah, because I never sent him the session. All they had was a two track. Wow! Like all these years, so he reached up and I was like, "Yeah, I still got it." I was like, "Thanks for letting me know." <laughs> it was meant to be. Yeah, exactly. It was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and when because I did a. I have another YouTube channel where I do music reviews and, you know, I was looking through the credits and, you know, when I saw that the root had a track on there, I was like, it makes so much sense. You know, after listening to this air album, I was like, yo, like this production works. Cause the production on that album is also very cohesive as well. And mm -hmm. it's very soulful. So I, I, I felt like, it they made a good choice because it, it worked in the sequencing for that project as well. Any other um insight that you got from Fife that um you hold dear to you or you know m memories of like wisdom or words of advice you've gotten from him? You care to share? Uh, just to just to be honest with your art, mm. you know. Um, that's pretty much it. It's really just 
in a nutshell. It's, and that's that's the kind of dude he he was. So, I mean, you know, at that time, you know, I was trying to find my way as an MC, you know, and you know, it was just, you know, he was like, just be you, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, it helped me out and. I learned a lot, a lot from the process, but it's in just uh, to all those people out there. If you just a uh, being a good person will take you a long way. Yeah. As far as as music is concerned, how you deal with people, you know, just doing good business, you know, and just being just genuine, you know. People say that's like a weird thing because music can be grimy, but at the end of the day, it's like you know. That's that's kind of what I got from him, you know. It just kind of being around, I guess, tribe and and you know, of course, it was difficulties and stuff. They were brothers and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it was just about just being genuine and just being a good dude. So that's that's what I got from him. So indeed, indeed. Thank you for sharing. So I want to thank each and every one of you all again for taking the time to chat with me. I think we've been here for a little over an hour, probably hour and a half. Um, so I appreciate y'all. But before we go, can you all give us and, and the, the viewers and listeners out there some insight on what's next in store? You know, how do you guys see this, the rest of this year rolling out musically for you, whether it's with this project or others? Um, what, what's next in store that folks should know about? Anyone can see red live. Queen C. Oh man. Um, yeah, so I have I have some other projects kind of ready to go, ready, ready in the nice. pipeline. Um definitely want to give air its its room to breathe and give it its space. Um I think there's still the potential for a lot more people to hear it and enjoy it. So I don't want to kind of oversaturate my personal um discography quite yet. But um May drop something in the fall. We'll, we'll see. Still nice. trying to decide right now, um, but really just trying to push the project and get it in front of as many eyes and in as many ears as possible. Are we going to see a full-length project from you anytime in the near future? Um, like over 30 minutes? <laughs> over tracks. 30 minutes, I don't know, specifically. You know, <laughs> LP, you know, you know how they do. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, got it, yeah, got it. for sure. Uh, what about um, touring, performing, music videos? Are we going to see more of that for this ear project as well? Yeah. Um, we would like to shoot some more visuals for air for sure. Nice. Um, trying to figure out logistics and stuff for that right now. Okay. Um, what was the other question? Touring. I don't know. Residency in July. So I'm kind of doing a lot of performing and stuff um, right now, but I'm going to be relocating to the Midwest for that. So. Got it some stages and stuff out there um but i'm gonna get a little bit more organized and kind of figure out uh my show schedule and stuff for the rest of the year and make sure that's available for the people dope 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 awesome yeah. all right thank you thank you for sharing that so uh Kay, jermaine you want to talk about what you guys got next and also shout out your you know your social media and places people can connect with y'all too Oh, yeah. Okay. This is this is C Red again, y'all. Um, y'all can connect with me on social media at um, on Instagram and on Twitter at C R E D underscore one three. 
cred underscore 13. Um, look forward to connecting with y'all. I have all my links and stuff there. Dope, dope. This is Jermaine. You can find me at I am Jermaine one everywhere. Um, as far as things coming up for me, um, I just have my head down and I'm, I'm in a studio quite a bit and, um, every now and again, I get to come out and play live. So that's always fun. Uh, so we're just, we're just taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Dope. You know, it being that you guys all collaborated with the live instrumentation on this project, I'm actually curious to see how you all perform as a band, right? Like, do you guys think of um, doing the live rendition of air, you know, and everybody kind of playing their roles with the, with the live instrumentation, maybe even bringing other people to participate in the band. Is that something you guys thought about? There is a, there's something in the works. We'll see how it pans out. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. You want to give your, um, What's next for you? Well, I, as as the rule, we uh, so we're the the rule official. So the rule is Jermaine Williams, K, and King Mason. Um, I'm doing a lot of engineering and mixing right now for multiple projects. Um, we do have a lot of of of, of interesting uh, collaborations with some some legends that I'm excited about that's going to be coming out this year. So, it, no and names. I want, huh? No names, no names. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though. I ain't going to even lie. <laughs> but, uh, right. the, you know, as the thing is, is that this, this thing, this, uh, C-Red project really jumped off stuff for us. Um, yeah. we've got like a lot of good feedback. So it's just been a blessing, you know, they even had an opportunity to work with her. Um, She's connected us with uh yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna see she's laughing. Yeah. So we so we went to the listening in Atlanta and and uh and went to the Fife listening party and I, I just put it like that. We got to meet a lot of folks that was on the project. Dope, dope. That's what's so it's you know, and, and and everybody was able to hear what we were able to do and you know, we let people hear see rare stuff and you know now we're just kind of cooking up for other folks and and we're just trying to you know kind of get our sound out there and then you know hopefully like we want to revisit you know working with c you know that's something that i'm like really really big on so i enjoyed it i i feel like we've grown as a production team you know working with her and you know you want to have you know your family or you know the, the people that you work with but yeah, we're gonna have a lot of stuff coming out. I just put it like that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be bananas. Dope, so, dope. <laughs> yeah, definitely looking forward to that, man. I want to wish you all all the best and continue success musically. Uh, just off of what you guys been saying, I'm excited to see what's next. You know, and um, yeah, man. I I, I hope that uh things continue to really go in the right direction with each of you music career, you know? So yeah, man, to all of our listeners and viewers out there, I thank y'all for rocking with me. You know, this was awesome to have this chat with the root and C red. Make sure y'all go to our website, outtheboxmedia.com. 
to get uh, access to all of our, you know, new posts, giving you um, updates on new creative and conscious hip hop, as well as soul music. And uh, remember, you can uh, become a member of our Patreon page by um, going to patreon.com slash outtheboxmedia where you can get exclusive interview clips. Thank you again to my guests today, The Rue and C-Red, the talented C-Red. Um, I will catch you all on the next episode. We have made it to episode 102, and you will see episode 103 next week. Remember, we are on Spotify, Apple, Google, Wherever you generally listen to audio podcasts, you can find a high-quality audio podcast there. All right, and feel free to leave a comment at the uh, in the YouTube video or leave a review on the podcast if you like what you've been hearing with these shows. All right, I will catch y'all on the next episode. I want to say peace, love, and light. Y'all have a wonderful one. Thank you again to my guests. We out of here. Peace.